I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Today, we're going to hear about L.A. Knight's Vampires and Forbidden Love when I talk to Natasha Khan of Bat for Lashes. I sort of made the soundtrack to the film before the script was done and then realized, oh, actually, I think it's going to be a pretty good album, so I should probably put it out. Before we get to that, I want to let you know that we're celebrating Echo's 30th anniversary. We've been bringing you chilled music and great interviews like this for three decades now. Drop by echoes.org on the donations page and make a contribution to Echoes right now. And right now, for a limited time, a $30 donation gets you a limited edition Echoes 30th Anniversary t-shirt, which looks very cool, black with blue lettering and the Echoes logo. Go to echoes.org for it right now. And now, get out your garlic and crosses. Here's Bat for Lashes. Bad for Lashes is singer Natasha Khan. She's been recording since 2006 when she released the album Fur and Gold. But a few years ago, following her 2016 album The Bride, Khan moved to Los Angeles. She had studied film in school and had aspirations to be a screenwriter and director. Her new album, Lost Girls, grew out of those Hollywood ambitions. Natasha Khan's voice is sultry and darkly hued, and her music is full of shadows and interior moods. She has a reputation as something of a goth, but when she was singing into a hairbrush as a child, it was a different sound. Talking to myself and feeling old. I was singing Rainy Days and Mondays by the Carpenters. <laughs> Because my nan had um, a cassette tape of like the best of the carpenters in a really crappy boom box. And she would sit downstairs smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and the house smelled of dogs and it was not a nice place to be. And I used to go and like hide upstairs and look in the mirror and sort of sing Karen Carpenter and make myself cry, you know. <laughs> Rainy days and Mondays always get me That's not the music at the heart of Natasha Khan. I think The Cure made a huge impression on me as a kid. Um, I constantly had disintegration by The Cure, that record on in my ears, and um, I liked Joy Division and Slow Dive and the Cocteau Twins and, you know, Depeche Mode. It was definitely in that area of, like, the gothic shoegazy, sad, dark, English, rainy music. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a sound you can hear in forming Bat for Lash's second album, Two Sons.
Natasha Khan is far from a goth girl. Speaking on Skype, she's sitting on the floor cross-legged in her Los Angeles home. Not a sign of black eyeliner surrounding her deep, dark eyes framed by her thick, straight black hair. You'd think her move to sunny Los Angeles a few years ago would have lightened her music up a bit, but no. It's interesting because you say like sunny California, but actually there's so much about LA that's driving around at night time and seeing neon lights and coyotes in, in the mountainsides and strange old diners and that sort of David Lynch digital kind of doomful endless highway sort of feeling and so for me it really brought that back out when I was exploring LA you know when I was first writing the record there's something very desolate and sexy and dark um, about this landscape at night time and that correlates very strongly with me to that sort of guitar synthesized dirgy sound of, of the sort of dark 80s music she drives hard Back to Lash's new album, Lost Girls, emerges from that Southern California night. It's partly a pre-soundtrack to a movie that Khan is writing. She's approached all of her albums as if they were treatments for a film, and she prepared Lost Girls the same way, except this time she really was writing a screenplay. I went to Death Valley and did paintings and took Polaroids and I went and improvised dance pieces and filmed them and I directed a short film and... I worked with actors like improvising stuff just outside by the train tracks, you know, under the weird lights of my house on the iPhone. And I was sort of gathering evidence almost for this story about this girl who gets kind of uh, hunted down by this gang of lost girls, sort of vampiric women outcasts that come and find her and how her life's transformed as a result of that. Kids in the Dark is one of the songs and videos that came out of that. It follows two lovers who seem to be running away, followed by a group of eerie women who are revealed as vampires at the end. But just listening to the song, you might get a different impression, something more like this. I just wanted to capture the simplicity of what it is to be with one other person and and the romance of driving around LA and seeing peachy sunsets and the beach and, you know, having, just driving in the car holding hands, like those sorts of feelings. It's very emotional and sweet. So is that is that Southern California fantasy for you? Is that, that something in your life? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something in my life. Um, a, a lot of it comes across as fantasy, but I, I'd say like 90% of my music is autobiographical even if it's using myths and metaphors, um, they're still describing a narrative that comes from my experience, I'd say.
Many of her songs draw on films for inspiration. The title, Lost Girls, is a reference to the vampire movie Lost Boys, and Desert Man, with its stark imagery, draws on film director Vim Vender's vision of the modern American West. When I think of Desert Man, I think a lot of um, Harry Dean Stanton in the beginning of Paris, Texas, like wandering the desert, just being lost, you know, and his love is, you know, he hasn't seen his wife and his kid for years and that distance just is so well represented by this barren landscape. Southern California deserts and heat actually take Natasha Khan back to her youth. Not in England, where she grew up, but in Pakistan. Her father is Pakistani, and they would visit there when she was a child. When I was sort of developing the Lost Girls, I was imagining them all on motorbikes with like pet monkeys and snakes, and they're kind of, you know, rabid and wild, and they come from the desert and they infiltrate downtown and this American culture. It really just alludes directly to when I was little and my cousins all rode motorbikes and we'd go down to the market in Karachi or like into the town and people have pet monkeys on their shoulders and there's snake charmers and there's rabid dogs and I remember like clinging onto my cousin on the back of a motorbike just driving out on vast roads in the darkness and smelling you know jasmine in the air and really heavy floral scents which you get here too so It was just, there's this relationship between the two places. In case you didn't pick up the vampire imagery in most of the songs on Lost Girls, there are a few where Natasha Khan lays it all out. I'm not explicitly telling the story through the lyrics. I guess the closest you'd get to that, there's two songs, The Hunger and then a song Jasmine. And Jasmine is about a vampire that stalks downtown LA and kills men and buries them in body bags in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in, in Mulholland Drive. And, and Is that how you feel about your lovers? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor people. Um, <laughs> so that's like a narrative that, you know, she's really evil and she's a dark vampire woman. And, and then the hunger is, you know, it says like that we're jumping off bridges and flying up to the sun and you know, there's a lot of, um, that it alludes to Lost Boys, the film, and, you know, Santa Cruz and some of those sort of visual images. Can't 
Natasha Khan's approach to both her film and her new album is a little bit turned around. I sort of made the soundtrack to the film before the script was done and then realized, oh, actually, I think it's going to be a pretty good album, so I should probably put it out. So now after the fact, there's all this, you know, like visual art and, and um, landscapes and colors and characters that I've I've fleshed out and developed as part of the promotion of the record, but it's all feeding back in now to that sort of structure that I initially had. And my challenge now is to make it into a, a good script. In the meantime, Natasha Khan has made a lovely album full of intricate imagery, deep electronic moods, and of course, Natasha Khan's soulful, yearning voice. movie may not be done, but you can screen the imagery of Bat for Lash's new album, Lost Girls, right now. You can get a hold of Lost Girls by Bat for Lashes by going to our website at echoes.org. I'll have a link there in the posting for this podcast. That's at echoes.org. Next week on the Echoes podcast, we change gears and hear an interview with Jill Haley. She co-founded the group One Alternative. She's worked on many William Ackman productions and has a series of albums out inspired by residencies at national parks around the country. Her latest is The Winds of Badlands. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for dialing up the Echoes podcast. Don't forget to donate at echoes.org. That's echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S, dot org, O-R-G. See you next week, tonight, on the radio, somewhere in the country, or online, on demand, right now, on Echoes. <laughs>